Hello listeners and welcome back to another episode and happy new year. In this episode we talk about Ki December, whether or not we'll be able to hold on to our resolutions this year, as well as discuss whether or not the world is truly on fire. Tune in for the following episode. Bye. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Chai Podcast. My name is Arafa. I'm Nora. And I'm Teddy. How is everyone feeling today? I'm exhausted, y'all. Um, but yay, I was really excited for the new year, and mm. now we're in the new year, and... How does it feel being on the other side? <laughs> like another year? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's been it's been it's been things yes it's been things and 2021 mm-hmm. is a year so yay <laughs> yeah. no i just feel like it's like a 2020 extension like exactly it's not yet maybe in march it's gonna feel like 2021 but i'm doing fine we haven't taken the, the other side of the down. world Oh, we have. We had. We did not have Christmas trees, but we had the, those lights everywhere. Yeah, and everything. We have taken none of that shit down. Um, my <laughs> housemates has said that since we put them up in December, um, and if that was late, we have to take them off in March uh, because because reasons. So mm-hmm. yeah, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe like March will really kick in first quarter once it's done. Yeah, I strongly <laughs> I strongly agree. How about I you, Arafa? Like, oh oh hi. Um, I I don't know. Like uh, yeah, it's uh, I was excited about. I wasn't really excited about 2021. I don't really like the first half of the year usually because it's usually my application time mm-hmm. um it's like kind of literally time to start afresh mm-hmm. because a lot of the work i was doing kind of ended in november or in december by force because mm-hmm. i was like i am not working past the 20th of december and trust me i really tried i really tried to open my laptop but as soon as the 20th of december hits mm-hmm all the work energy and the spirit just flies out of the window. And then I'm in like holiday mood <laughs> until you're in December. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. December type feeling. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. That meme with what's her name from Queen Sonos. Hey, it's December. <laughs> that was a beautiful video. That was a beautiful video. I remember posting it Such on a brilliant story and being like, yes, the season has arrived. I was in it y'all I was in by force I was in December I said I'm not doing shit I'm not stressing about nothing anytime anybody tried to talk to me about anything that had to do with my reality I was like shut it down Mm-mm. we are not having Mm-mm. this check me in January preferably after the first two weeks I'm not dealing with none of this dude i i hadn't like um for the past not this year but like the last two years i hadn't really experienced december because it was also my busiest month yeah like because i had like Khalifa new year yeah. and then Khalifa new year again but mm-hmm. then this year i went back to dar salaam which is amazing mm, um dude. like ups and lows like being back with family that was a little hard um just because it's like 
it's like my grandmother doesn't trust that I have anything to do. You know, it's like I got back home and I literally said I'm going back on holiday. So they're not going to see me work or anything. Yeah. And after two days, my grandma's like, so um, Uncle Nani has an office if you wanted to go in and in your CV. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? I've literally been living by myself for almost a year now. And you're ta- talking to me about that job over there. So that, that was a wild. funny time. No, I yeah. think I but think like, another thing is that like there's a very specific way that people that are employed and enjoy their um holiday season. And I think if parents mm-hmm. or like relatives don't see you enjoying it in that same exact way, like everybody who works just gets the last two weeks off, right? Basically the last two weeks mm-hmm. off. And that's when they mm-hmm. show up. And when they show up, you know, I've come from the office. I've been at the office every single day this entire year. I'm taking this time off. But if they don't see mm. you doing that type of like specific job type, they don't think you're on mm. vacation. Uh, me, I was on I was on vacation except everyone else was busy. That's mm-hmm. what I hated about being back in Dar. I got back to Dar midweek, like, hey guys, let's go hang out, let's go do this. Oh, honest. I'm sorry, Arafa. I work a nine to five. I still work a I nine to not. five until like the last two weeks. Yeah, wow. Well, <laughs> no. I, I think can. it's like so interesting because in my in my course for this semester I just started my new quarter like the 4th of January I was like this is too soon <laughs> I just I'm my just, head would not be in it yeah like I just came back from my holiday and the very next day new quarter so I'm just like okay let's do this again <laughs> And basically, they were just talking so much about your job and your passion, and that you have to understand that sometimes your your passion is your job, and yeah. um, you shouldn't let your job get in the in the way of you like having a life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was really like really intrigued by the conversations of my students around like how I've been. Um, a graphic designer for 20 years and I can tell you that I love my friends so much and I will not sacrifice like my 8pm dinner or like a sundowner or something to just stay and work on a brief anymore yeah like Mm. it's really not worth it it really energizes them and you can just see they're like happy people Mm. meanwhile you're like you're still like at that phase in your career where you're like working that grind and it's super difficult. So, yeah, I guess maybe this year can be a time when we enjoy our friends. If anything we've learned from last year, it's that we need each other. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. It's so funny that people were like, Oh yeah, I'm such an introvert. So this is the perfect thing for me. This is I just love this pandemic. It's amazing. <laughs> it's a perfect thing. I don't have to talk to anyone. And I'm like, are you serious? Like I'm depressed. <laughs> I want to talk to people. I want to like drink, have drinks with people. I want to go out. So yeah. 
yeah no yeah no i think i think on the flip side i've been doing the complete opposite because you know here in tanzania we're not going through the parallelogram um no it's a panorama a pan a panasonic yeah oh god (laughs) oh my god i think no panasonic no and like i've been off the work grind tanzania is going yeah, Tanzania is going through a miraculous state of like exceptionalism, <laughs> ex- ex- exem- exemptionalism. Exemptionalism. Like we are exemptionalist. <laughs> We're just exempt. Like we don't accept. Uh, to don't, be part. don't count us in that conversation. Thank you. Leave our We're name not. out of your mouth. Thank you very much. We're not there. Okay. <laughs> so dumb. Suffering? Struggling? No, nah, economic more. growth. Could never yes. be. Yes, yes. No, but for me, I've been completely off the work grind for 2020. And like just now, when we're entering 2021 is when I'm like, okay, like I'm ready to get my life back on track. Like I had a lot of things that's like stopping me this year, personal thing, blah, blah, last year, sorry. And so like when you talk about, you know, spending more time with your friends and that energizing you, whatever, that's legit like been all I've been doing for most of the year so Mm -hmm. like you know like this really weird thing is happening that one thing is happening globally and it's not necessarily translating where you are in the same way so Mm. it's like you're seeing all of these other people go through this thing like friends who live abroad and whatnot are you hearing about their life and it's just like for me particularly and i I'm, i'm sorry if this sounds really mean but like when arafa came and uh, they had the um the uh the curfew time and i remember being like oh wow okay oh yeah so when i started that. freaking out yeah and then i remember talking to teddy and teddy being like you know anytime any new cases come up everything just like closed back down again you know people are very vigilant on these things and whereas here us you know we're still hanging out with people we still go to parties we still see people you still hang out with your friends and you know i i it was re- like for me thank god i i looked around nice and, and i could pause and be like this is enough for now this is kind of mm-hmm. good i this gives me life like great and like i think my year is actually going to be the opposite where i'll be like on the grind or at least trying to get back to that sort of mindset of like oh i have to get my my life in order <laughs> mm-hmm. that's 2021 yikes well, um, if 2020 has taught us anything, it's that never, what do you never make plans for? <laughs> That's very Never what? make plans. Before the year, <laughs> before March, okay? Thank you. Like, I feel like Just 2020 was March. supposed to be like, for me, that was the year that I was getting into where I was like, I know exactly what's going to happen because mm-hmm. it's happened the same way the past two years. Application first half, that's cool. Maybe some gigs next half, that's perfectly fine. I'm going to spend the first half at home, go visit um, Nairobi <laughs> a couple of times, chilling, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know, this is how much money, this is whatever. And then it all just crashed and burned. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, the fuck? Here I am trying to do the thing people have been wanting me to do, which is plan my life. And then it happens in its own way, like in a good way. Like, I don't think anything personally, and I'm grateful, like personally for me, went and nothing went disastrously wrong. But nothing went the way I thought it would go either. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh my god, I yeah. think uh-huh. I I just um I think just <laughs> to make myself laugh, I've been watching these mm-hmm. videos of like 2020 is going to be the best year ever released on November 2019 <laughs> 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 on YouTube. <laughs> You're just watching this video like we're going to we are in the information um error where everything is bad news well guess what 2020 is gonna be it was the start of a decade it was the wipeout you know 2010 was a great year anything that happened last decade yeah did not wait 2010 2010 was a great year i was in 10th grade okay so i got into proper proper high school you know Mm, I was mm-hmm. just like, that was not a bad year, even for music, you know? I really thought 2020 would be How very old soon. Was oh, I was 15. I got my first Aww. kiss in 2010. Yeah, and my first boyfriend. Aww. That was nice. That was a moment. That's sweet. Yeah. 20, what did I get in 2020? Oh, wait, wait, wait. I got funded. Okay, you know what? 2020 was brilliant as well. Let's not hit yeah. that bitch, okay? She did her best with what she was given. <laughs> she really did. And that's all that matters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Leave her alone. Oh. Um, and uh, okay, so actually, as we walk into 2021, I, I wanted to ask you guys if, you know, kind of completely ignoring the fact that we said we won't plan anything anymore. <laughs> mm. What resolutions do you have for this new year? What are you hoping to keep or change or if you have any r- routines you want to build up, you know, you know, and you can totally say something and absolutely no one here will hold you accountable for what you say. That I can promise. This is not a safe space. <laughs> this is <laughs> Uh, you will not be reminded of this three months down the line so let me start i plan on not smoking this year i've already failed so but the year don't hold the year is still there you know what i mean you could succeed somewhere down the line Mm. yeah i hope so i just i just want to put it out into the universe nice 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 um well for me okay Funnily enough, um, on this Saturday, I was at a friend's place and um, they made us do this exercise, which like this booklet called like the year compass. And it's just basically to Mm -hmm. not necessarily plan your year, but to kind of contrast the last year that you had and things that you want to change this year. Mm -hmm. So I actually have it with me right here. so they were like, oh, tell us about your last year, what happened to your personal life, blah, 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 blah. So you look at mm-hmm. that and you look at like the things that you didn't necessarily like about, say, your personal life or your belongings or your friends and community. And then you come and you look at the mm-hmm. next year and what would you change about that? So like for me, for me, for me, for me it is um, <laughs> something that I got this year for the last year for the first time, I think, was having like genuinely my own personal space. And I was like, this is fucking cool. I love it. Mm-hmm. I want more of this. Um, so I think that's going to be 
something I'm going to be working towards in 2021. I know that's really vague and like, oh, what does that my own space mean? But it basically means like wherever I'm going to be ending up that I have like control, a certain amount of control over my own personal space. Um, I'm going to be having a lot mm-hmm. of changes over the next couple of months, probably. Um, and I think that's like one thing that's going to keep on making me move forward. So like mm-hmm. I had this really great experience in 2020, which was finally finding my own space and myself in my own space. And that's what I'm going to try to make happen in 2021 by fire by force or you know magic i don't know prayers we'll figure it out ask for forgiveness later (laughs) um well recently um it's been that i wanted to not make any more excuses for i guess not hanging out with people or meeting new people yeah. So I want to take the time this year to really focus on making um, good social connections where I am. Yeah. Um, recently, I got news that one of my high school friends passed away. And that was really sad <laughs> because I think she was maybe one of the closest friends I had while growing up. So yeah. what was sad sorry. was that. Thank you. What was sad was that I just completely lost contact with her and I found myself um, (laughs) trying to find her on social media, like trying to find if I have her updated number and I couldn't. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I couldn't find it. I just couldn't find this number. And I think it really just ate me up inside that we lost contact to the point where in order to find her I have to look for her at LinkedIn you know mm-hmm. yeah that was really yeah striking for yeah. me for a person that kind of changed my disposition um and changed my outlook on life and people and yeah so I guess that I, I want to just make sure that I, I always treasure my friendships, that I always mm-hmm. um, stay in contact, that I, I guess that I keep, um, keep myself grounded in the relationships that I've, that, that have, I've formed because I think they've, they've created the person that I am. So yeah, I think this year I really am going to take a lot of effort into doing and going places that I wouldn't necessarily go and Mm. meeting people Mm. that I wouldn't Mm -hmm. necessarily meet in my current social um spaces so yeah yeah Yeah. and also keeping up with my friends (laughs) (laughs) I'm really sorry to hear about your friend thank you thank you so much um yeah I'm just sorry that her for her family and the loss they're going through and all the people and friends she's leaving behind who yeah damn wow what a that's pretty poignant well that's yeah very beautiful resolution to like kind of put yourself in those spaces so that it hopefully doesn't happen catch you off guard again yeah yeah i mean life happens but I don't want to ever have the situation where I have to find, let's say, Nura on LinkedIn <laughs> after 10 years. Yeah. Because I haven't called. 
Oh man, again. That's that's not the You're not going to do that. Is it your resolution to get back to... to the grind? I'm sorry. You know what? You Actually, yes. I have been looking at so my So you dude, no. Better. I can't tell you how many times over the last 3 weeks I've said, "Hey, I really need to take new pictures so I can like have, you know, something I can put up, put up on LinkedIn." I've said that like eight times over the last three weeks. So you know what? Yeah, I will continue with this uh, resolution of mine and hopefully you won't have to find me on LinkedIn, but hopefully my LinkedIn page will be alive somehow. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you for that. Um, oh, um, oh, I had a, another resolution. I don't Let's know if you get time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I wanted to, um, so for this year, I would like to create more spaces to, I want to create spaces now. Like I, mm. I feel, okay, I already do that, mm-hmm. but like a lot of the spaces I created are mm. other people's spaces mm. that I come and make better. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I want to start creating my own spaces, whether it's art spaces, like it's tied in with the fact that. Now I'm in Khalifi. I've been living here for a long while, like mm-hmm. back and forth. Mm-hmm. I want to create something that roots me that isn't the big festival. So I was thinking of maybe starting to do art classes or one of those, you know, sip and wine type of. No, sorry, not <laughs> sip and wine. Wine and paint. Pa- oh, wine and paint. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's branded. Wine and paint. Wine and paint. <laughs> wine and more wine. <laughs> With a dash of paint. Mm-hmm. But like, start facilitating spaces where people can create yeah. and enjoy art while also like, like doing, like learning, like I have the experience of project managing mm-hmm. and event production. And like, I have so all this different kinds of experiences, but I now want to start putting into practice for myself because mm-hmm. I've been feeling like I haven't started a lot of my own projects. Like obviously besides the Chai podcast, mm-hmm. which like I'm super proud of us for this, but like now I'm like, okay, let's try yeah. starting something else, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that is my own you know so that's what I hope to do this year I don't know what it's gonna look like it might not even be a sip and yeah. wine situation it might be a big party comes on the way. or like um art shows inspiration comes on yeah like the art show that I did in oh, Dar like I want to do something amazing. like that here mm-hmm. uh, so that, that was, was part of my lots and lots of resolutions and promises we 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 give to ourselves at the start of the year Mm. and I just wanted to say that like as I said earlier we're not gonna (laughs) hold ourselves accountable but that's not to like make it seem less worth worth it it's more like it's okay if it doesn't happen because as we saw last year this year could turn into absolute bullshit which will make itself an opportune moment for you to dream bigger dreams that's very inspirational Thank you. I, I should agree. put down a t-shirt. We sound like we're on a TED talk right now. <laughs> okay, we finish it off really well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. So with that, I think we're going to end this first segment. And thank you guys for coming back, listeners. Um, I know we left you on an unscheduled hiatus for a while there. Mm-hmm. But hey. <laughs> 2020 things you know as a cocky um, <laughs> uh, but yeah see you all in the next segment bye bye
Hi, everyone. Welcome back to our main segment. In this mm-hmm. segment, we'll be talking about 2020. And if yeah. it really was as bad as we feel it was, and we're just going to look through it and talk to you all about it. So, Teddy, uh, Rafa, mm. mm-hmm. I have a question for you all. The first question. Okay. What has 2020 done that's been really good for both of you? Let's start with Teddy. Um, well, <laughs> good, for, <laughs> good for me. It, I think it's made me take more note of the people around me, I think. Mm-hmm. Because with this, with this, like social distancing and things and whatnot, it's just made me think more about people in general as like my community and how I can help them in just small ways. Yeah. Um, so I think everybody has been going through a rough time and 2020 I've kind of taken time to donate to some organizations that I like and some artists that I like that have like, um, put stuff out on that, um, crowdsourcing site. I forget what it's called. Um, uh, I forgot what it's called for a <laughs> second. A crowdfunding site. It's a crowdfunding site. So, okay. um, yeah, like really cool, um, Southeast Asian artists and all this stuff that are making really great stuff while mm-hmm. in quarantine, I'm really kind of in awe of them because I, I did nothing, you know, <laughs> like, so yeah. What about you, that's Rafa? One. Um, okay, so what, what was good for me? Yeah. Um, I think 2020, uh, oh, it, it gave, what was good about it was that it gave me the opportunity to um, do a lot of self-driven projects. Like, mm-hmm. I think overall it was like the independence, like that was what was good for me. Like just independence in my artwork, independence in my life. I moved out, like not by force but almost like dramatically mm. uh I was suddenly fully independent <laughs> um and I didn't have like I, I was fully independent like financially uh, making my own decisions like I moved out of home moved to a whole different country and I've been making a lot of decisions that are solely on me which has been terrifying but I think mm-hmm. it's been a necessary education Mm. yeah um, <laughs> so yeah um a lot of independence like I'm grateful for it and I wouldn't go back like yeah this no is way. something I want to carry forward how yeah. about yourself Mira? um I think the best thing of 2020 and not because of like the you know global dy- uh, pandemic or whatever I think generally where my life as at right now it gave me a real like fuck it personality you know like things would come up and I was like fuck it doesn't matter this comes like I think it gave me that freedom where I was like yeah the world's not gonna end if this thing doesn't happen for me or if this thing doesn't work out for me that doesn't mean it's the end of the world like I like if anything 2020 made me so present I was so happy just having a meal by myself looking out the window you know and that was like oh this is pretty fucking cool that I can do this you know and then like and I think really it's because I was pushed to see how much other people 
their expectations were making them suffer. And I was kind of like, yeah, this world isn't that real for me right now. I don't need to suffer like this. I don't need to make myself suffer like this. So it really calmed me down, if anything. Um, oh, that's that's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's interesting because like I've only... I feel like a lot of people, it was like kind of a slap in the face in yeah. like the stressful direction. Yeah. And it's good to hear that you kind of were like, you know what? If I can chill, I can chill. Or like, I cannot put too many expectations on myself. Yeah. On myself. That's awesome. Mm. And I think a big reason that happened was also because like things weren't working out right but mm-hmm. other things would come in place of them things that I yeah. oftentimes um and were they the things I wanted no but at the end of the day like I wasn't suffering to that extent just yet and I was like I can be thankful for this right now and you know really sit in my fuck it attitude and be like it's fine we'll be fine let's continue so that's been 2020 for me Right. So one thing that I read um, on this really great article from Nadjio was um, this line right here, which said, um, unfettered media consumption skews our perception of the present. According to experts, learning to tame your persistent negative beliefs or your or your penchant for looking at the past through rose-colored glasses could act as a much-needed respite from this year's stress. And then there was an expert who said, we're judging the past on its greatest hits, but we judge the present on everything we have available. So, keeping that in mind, does it seem like 2020 is just bad because everybody else is also saying it's bad? Like we're looking at it today because do you guys ever look back and think I've had a worse year? I've had a worse personal year than this. Um, And because everybody wasn't reinforcing the fact that this particular year was really horrible. Then Mm -hmm. it wasn't really horrible. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I feel like it. Like, um, I mean, okay, sadly, all I can think about was 2016. And I think that was also like a world, a global, terrible year for mm. a lot of people. And I realized that was kind of so, okay, sorry. It's interesting that you're actually saying this because I've, I recently listened to a podcast mm-hmm. called, um, it was part of, what's that podcast that I really like? It's called Reply All. It's like a, oh. a bunch of, you love it too, I but, love um, by it. Gimlet. Injected. And it's basically just a bunch of white guys kind I of um, researching. They're the best type of white guy. <laughs> They're the best. They research like interesting things that happen online. Like and it's um, totally random. Sometimes completely random. Like get like a tech. What do they call tech support? Tech um, support or yes, yes, no. Yes. Like lots of interesting <laughs> segments where they just basically like um like yes, yes, no is like um someone brings in a tweet yeah. that they don't understand yeah. and they kind of dissect the meanings it. behind the hashtags <laughs> and mm-hmm. the trends and the memes and all that. Yeah. But um, in this episode, um, I think it was called the happiness meter or something like that, where yes. someone invented, yes, yeah, someone invented like um, uh, an application or a system, I don't know, coding stuff mm-hmm. where they looked, they used tweet, Twitter and other social medias um, to research the global happiness of 
of like the internet like how is everyone feeling yeah and stuff and they said the last unhappiest year was 2016 and that was because um trump was elected that year yeah so it was kind of like a series of like um heavy things after heavy things and kind of the year concluded with trump becoming president Mm. and it felt it was felt globally only because the that was when the the news cycle was getting harder like yeah everything yeah. you were looking at from local like from local tanzanian news all the way from inter to international media everything was focused on the american elections yes all and so everyone were mm-hmm. everyone in the world was focused on being sad about trump being elected like regardless of what was happening in your own country mm. and then this year it's kind of similar because the whole world is going through this pandemic. And so everyone is talking about this same sad, sad thing. Most people in the world are stuck inside, or at least the English-speaking world. Yes. And it's just, it's interesting, like, how the worldwide depression can affect your sing- your personal life as well so yeah. absolutely I was, yeah. 2016 was sad for me because of that but it was definitely not my saddest year probably 2017 but you know there was nothing globally that reflected how sad my life was actually going yeah so I don't know. do you guys ever feel that um I've had worse personal years than 2020. You know, I know for me specifically, 2017 was absolute garbage. Um, It was a hot pile of garbage. When 2018 (laughs) came, it was a good year. 2019 was brilliant. Yeah. Mm. Personally. It was like 2017 was the hangover year, you know? (laughs) The way I feel 2021 is about to be like a hangover year where everyone's like, we can now pick ourselves up. In a way, mm. remember what has goals you really set for yourself. <laughs> that was the saving grace yeah, of 2016. You know what's interesting about like 2016 is when we really realized like how, um, I guess we didn't really understand the fact that social media can actually lie to us about stuff. Mm, mm. And I guess that we thought we kind of had the same brain and or the same views or whatever. And then we're kind of like slapped in the face with that. So that was hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, because but, that's when fake news became a thing. Like it was an actual thing. So yeah. much more than all these other years. Yeah. Because it actually so, affected political movements. Yeah. Yeah, I think it kind of grew and grew and grew and grew and grew. And now um, we can see that we still have such a long way to go in 2020. I mean, to tell the truth, I don't think there's been a more challenging and more difficult year for many people than this year. I mean, people are losing their jobs so quickly, Mm -hmm. like... You know, just because they can't, the, the, this, the, just because like the vendors that they're hired with, um, people haven't gone to the office. So why keep a place open if, yeah. and you working, you know, so you see all this staff, everybody kind of leaving and going on to, I guess, these Uber apps or whatever apps or, you know to make money, to make a profit. Mm-hmm. I mean, this true. year was just weird. It started off with like fires in Australia. 
<laughs> and then you already knew like we're in hell okay, what's okay what is it what was that show tiger king tiger? oh yeah <laughs> that shit happened as well that was very dramatic um that our happened. own elections our own tanzanian elections that was yeah. you know whatever you might call it yeah <laughs> interesting kobe bryant passed away what else happened like britain Nine decided that it was oh my not chadwick there we go another one i mean <laughs> what else uh, 2016 britain, had a shit ton of celebrity deaths hey yeah i remember that britain oh, like exited megan exited from like yeah good for them the royal family like peace keep <laughs> keep everything so what i what I've lo- what I loved about 2020 and also kind of hated was seeing mm. how many people moved like just on on this path of independence. A lot of people like you know lost their jobs, and yeah. a lot of people kind of gained the opportunity of now seeking either ha- personal hustles or people moving into freelance. Just the fact that a lot of people are working from home, you know, mm. and realizing that it is possible to keep like you do not need eight hours in an office because you're it's not optimum. Like, oh, yeah, you're just not going to work for eight hours. And people realizing that you can do the same amount of work at home if you time yourself like maybe better or worse. A hu- mm. Yeah, the huge freelance movement. A lot of people like a lot of my friends in Dar es Salaam are considering freelance which is very interesting you know yeah which people just didn't think was possible for them true yeah what I found interesting was that people who were in freelance were not getting jobs because the places that they usually get work from were not making any money so um, what I found was many of my friends would have loved to work as permanent staff so that they could have like, you're the still security. getting paid. We're just waiting two months for this to be over and this and this and this. Mm. So it's, it's like a weird balance between, yes, freelance can be great, but also like mm-hmm. <laughs> very opposite, you know. What I can say with, like, at least as an artist, there was mm. a lot of um, there was there was a, a shit ton of grants just yeah. popped up, mm. and yeah. like almost grants that really did not expect anything for me, like and a little amounts of money, like not gi- there's obviously the giant grants that mm-hmm. continue on a year in year out basis, yeah. but I feel like if you knew how to, and this is not like ragging on anyone who, mm-hmm. um, I real okay, I realized that as an artist, what holds a lot of people back is just the fact that a lot of people do not cannot create their own portfolios because of a lack of laptop or like a lack of understanding the English language and stuff like that but Mm -hmm. if you did know where to search for applications there was actually a rise in support there were literally grants just being handed out like are you queer are you an artist here's this amount of money just apply and we will literally give it to you Mm -hmm. Um, or if you're black um, and African or if you're a woman like a lot of like grants popped up which I, I enjoyed seeing and like sending around to like other artists friends yeah yeah Yeah. I noticed that too that's that's totally true yeah there were so many there's so many ways to get involved with the arts world this Mm -hmm. year I think because I think the arts brings within itself a sense of healing and maybe that's what we needed this year lots of like yeah healing yeah Mm -hmm. and and to keep in mind also that 
a really huge thing that this pandemic did um, for one specific social media, which is TikTok, right? People started doing short form content and like you really started seeing how all, because I consider a lot of these people artists. Like there was a lot of videographers and whatnot. Oh yeah, they are. Who would do so much amazing. Like people would, there's this, a couple of people that I follow on TikTok that literally they have videos that are about 60 seconds, 30, 40 seconds long. And it's a whole mm-hmm. movie, right? They'll play out an entire movie scene, a little thriller scene. It's gorgeous, right? And all of these yeah. talented people. Um, and a lot of articles that I've been reading is that, you know, um, this pandemic, this everything will fundamentally change how we work mm. or the better, mm-hmm. right? So we can even say that's the good part of 2020 because people are not as yeah. attached to their... Um, to that office life right um yeah they're disillusioned by it um but on the other hand you know a lot of people from what i've seen online have really realized that the camaraderie at work is the only thing that makes their job worth it um which is like i hate my job but i really like the people that i work with i've had a couple of friends who legit like straight up just said yeah no this job sucks the only way i make it through is because i work with people that i like and they make it easier Mm -hmm. for me um but i have something else that i want to ask do you guys know what doom surfing or doom scrolling is oh no no but it sounds really (laughs) bad Sounds so sad. Okay, so for the definition, doom surfing or doom scrolling are new terms referring to the tendency to continue to surf or scroll through bad news, even though the news is saddening, disheartening, or depressing. Many people are finding Mm -hmm. themselves reading continuously bad news about COVID-19 without the ability to stop or step back. Have any of you, both of you, um, have you doom surfed or doom scrolled? Uh, do you feel like you've doom scrolled quite a bit over this last year? Um, I I think I um like definitely at the start of the year when COVID was hitting and like we were kind of starting to feel the mm. effects of it out here in East Africa. There was definitely a lot of every couple of hours I'd check the numbers mm. like how is the world dometer going like how many deaths have happened and how many like how many cases have arrived every mm. every day and that was like I would read through that news every single day like every couple of hours on Twitter everywhere you go it was just COVID news COVID news mm-hmm. like he- here in East Africa out there in Europe oh my god Europe sounded like a fucking oh. like it had gone it had gone to back dark ages like, <laughs> the dark ages like it was so dramatic yeah. And I wouldn't say it was like doom surfing. It was more like it was just there Mm. and you couldn't get away from Mm. it. Now I know I have actively stopped looking. Like if I see something about COVID-19, I run. Mm. Like it was a moment where all the podcasts I listened to, all of them had COVID-19 episodes, which pissed me off. And I've like, I've um, unsubscribed from a bunch of podcasts Mm. just because of that situation. Mm. But yeah, I did definitely do that a lot last year. How about yourselves? I think like I I would say I did the same thing um, until I decided to just stop and focus on the news that um, is sent to me through my work email. So I just scroll Mm -hmm. through that like it has really funny little things about Tanzania like 
this week I just got one like Tanzania plays chicken with COVID. Who will blink first? I was <laughs> oh just like, God. that's <laughs> that's then from that's this week or that's recent? This week it's like an opinion Brilliant. piece Lisa, and I, on, in the Citizen. Oh, and I kind of just laughed, oh, really? just imagining our country like playing chicken. <laughs> Um, what's crazy? It was really funny. But I think during the, the beginning, I did doom scroll. And then at some point, I stopped because I found this really nice blogger. Not really like, like not those high-end bloggers that have like, you know, travel pics and whatnot. It was just this Italian woman. Like she was 54 or something. And she was sharing her diary about being in Italy during COVID. But the interesting thing about what she was sharing was that it was so wholesome and it was just like pictures of the plants that she was growing. Mm. And she started reading these new series of books she used to read as a child. Mm. And she'd always begin the her entry with like a a historical note or something and then kind of tied all in together very beautifully and very lyrically so I just started like to to be able to self-reflect and um have something actually nice to read and something that would make me feel like oh this is really sweet this is like really really sweet woman yeah I wish I could meet her but yeah it's in like those blogs that you would like I don't know yeah the, those old school blogs that you you made when you were in like 2000 and wordpress type thing nine or something exactly <laughs> like that it, it wasn't anything fancy but yeah I'm, I'm, it was it was light it was a necessary light yeah exit from the real world yeah to just like <laughs> notice how her plants are growing oh that was doing well this week okay mm-hmm. cool <laughs> like okay <laughs> maybe i should grow one <laughs> I really do want more plants. I want a plant. I feel like once I have a plant, I know that's the beginning of an actual home for me. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll get into that. Speaking speaking (laughs) of global news and whatnot, um, and the Western world. um, I feel like a lot of us internalize a lot of American news because it is the most global type of news, right? It's really pushing our faces. It's everywhere. It's prolific. Um, Mm -hmm. So what do you think of this line, right? This line also comes from the article that I was reading earlier. It goes, deadly pandemic, police brutality, protests, conspiracy theories, and politics as each crisis unfolded, particularly half a world away in the United States. Mm-hmm. So, how do you think that affected us? Because I remember, like, a huge part of my personal doom scrolling was American news related. Like, the closest thing that I would say that I doom scrolled in Africa this year uh, mm-hmm. was, you know, the Ansari's movement. I think that was the most yeah. specific thing that happened, and that was really yeah. constant as well. So before we get into that, um, how do you think like American news really just kind of makes us feel like this is the end of like all civilization? Or do you even feel that way? Um, how does that news affect you guys? Um, okay. Um, I think, yes. I mean, that's a fact. It is the loudest news, Mm -hmm. not the Mm -hmm. most important. It's just, it's literally the loudest. Like I, 
see myself like every time something happens in America if it as soon as it gets on the timeline everyone's talking about mm. it and I think this last year was definitely a shocker just realizing how fucking discriminatory and shit America mm. is like it doesn't it was always sold to me when I was younger as a go you know that is the dream you want to go to America you want to go work there you want to end up there and last year has made me realize that that is literally not a destination even a <laughs> holiday destination I ever want to consider because it sounds like shit you mm. know at least like and I and I know that's because of my privilege being in in Tanzania and Kenya I have a privilege as in I have money I have connections and um the job that I have right now like as an artist like I'm moving in very specific mm. circles and comfortable mm. spaces mm-hmm. here that I don't think I'll be able to access if I was mm. in America uh, but then at the same time there's this level that I never have to consider here mm. which is my blackness like I never have to consider my blackness here, but because at the end of the day, we are the majority. Yes, I can walk into artist spaces and be like, oh shit, like this is, you know, there's so many expats here. Maybe they think this way, maybe they act this way. But at the end of the day, I go back out into my world, which is like right now into Kalifi, like into Kalifi town. And everyone speaks Mm. Swahili. I speak Swahili and it's home. You go there and you're... Oh, immediately yeah. othered, which is just not a dream yeah. for me at all. So I think in realizing that last year, I also realized that American news and like, like, um, say like p- police brutality and mm. BLM, it's not, it's, it's just, it's not none of my business. It's just, it kind it doesn't of have to be a reality in that we focus. I was it doesn't have to be in my reality, but I realized that my re- I have to start looking more yeah. into my reality. Like there was also a end police brutality in Kenya, hashtag yeah. in Kenya. Mm-hmm. No, that was happening at the same time. Like when COVID yeah. started, the police here went fucking rabid and started attacking people yeah, in the streets. The pictures and, like, were horrible. People were getting pushed. It was fucking terrible. And it's also something that has constantly been Mm. happening like at least in tanzania you will meet the police like yes there's brutality but in kenya like you meet the police and it's immediate Mm. aggression like immediate Mm. aggression you know and realizing that once you start stopping focusing on american news and the the their own world whatever their own global Mm. news or whatever once you start focusing on what's happening at home you start seeing how not how bad it is first how good it is here but also what we can do to more assist what's happening here what do we have learned from what they're doing and start applying Mm -hmm. it here so like starting hashtags we started the same thing during the tanzanian elections there was a hashtag Mm -hmm. going around then and you know it and it was as opposed to like, you know, the whole entire English speaking world. It was just a couple of Tanzanian tweeters who were using the hashtag, but it was still much louder mm. to me than the other ones yeah. seemed at some, yeah. at some point. Mm-hmm. What no. about you, Teddy? How do you feel about the U.S. being in our ear all the time? Well, I think reality? it's... I think it has to do a lot with also the social media sites that we use. Mm -hmm. If you really think about Mm -hmm. it, most of them are made by the U.S., for the U.S. So like today, for example, yesterday, it was Martin Luther King Day. I did not know that (laughs) Monday was going to be Martin Luther King Day, but... 
by American Instagram or whatever, it's flooded all over my my page. Um, I think like I I try not to think like I try not to kind of place a single story on a on a country just because of what I, I'm witnessing so far. Like it's it's incredible that a country like America has so many diverse people mm. and yet also so much discrimination. Mm. Um I don't think they've come mm-hmm. they've come to terms um fully with their their history and maybe that's what happens. But like I can say that it's a really beautiful country. I just, I went to this thing called um, Flyover China. And it's basically, you just go to this place that straps you to a chair and kind of flies you over the world. So you fly oh. over China, you fly over like, <laughs> I know, Australia. <laughs> like it's, it's incredible. You're just like, what the? Oh, wait, is it like a digital yeah. VR? Like a digital And thing? literally oh. you're like, you're like seven feet nice. in the air and you're just like getting splashed. by this. <laughs> but America looked really beautiful. It looked really serene, but I just, on TV, it's a reality show that is not ending anytime <laughs> soon. I would say that people here, Chinese people, when I ask them, because when they talk to me, they're like, oh, are you American? I'm like, no. Like, oh, thank God. I hate Americans. <laughs> and you're like, okay. <laughs> and I think they have this view of like, they they're really sad for America, like so sad for America. Like it's just downhill ever since this president. But on the other hand, they're like, oh, this is good because as long as they keep doing bad. Yeah, it's an opportunity (laughs) for us. We can keep doing good. But um, with what, I mean, I, I say like diversify the kind of, stuff you you research on and diversify your social media apps and and maybe if america wasn't like taking over every single app that we like use maybe there'd be some sort of like other stories that we can get so yeah i think they they kind of built Mm -hmm. their own monster there (laughs) and now we're kind of but then like we looking at the monster yeah. in the face and like Ugh, yuck like take it away but we also have we have to also acknowledge the fact that we are like we are being shut down like it's not that there's not enough voices mm-hmm. from like Tanzania yeah. and Uganda it's literally because they shut yes. down the internet so like I think there was more there was definitely more activity from Tanzania in the elections like that I saw maybe it's just because I was paying attention no definitely that happened it really did happen people mobilized online people really encouraged each other to go vote online it was really a heartening thing to see plus Tanzanian elections were trending that day not only in Tanzania but regionally as well yeah oh okay oh that's good that's worldwide too but worldwide for a different reason (laughs) Um, <laughs> not necessarily just saying, hey, go out, vote. It was more of like, oh, was there election it's ringing, happening. blah, 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 that kind of stuff. Whereas here and regionally, it was more like, hey, let's 
get our act together. We as Africans need to start voting if we are going to continue complaining about our our elective president or whoever we elect up there. And that was Mm -hmm. like a lot of Tanzanians I was noticing did not even focus on like all of these other things. It was kind of like we need to start coming together as youth make sure you have registered make sure you get out there whatever mm-hmm. you decide to do with your vote just make sure you get out there and that was like yeah. some badass shit um uh, for me one thing i really want to say about um american politics and how it's affected me and all that is um i am a child of um muslim parents who you know didn't had no love lost for the united states for many years but particularly after 9 11 um and um and you know the effects of 9 11 on muslim communities and you know uh, you know the impact was truly worldwide um where i was living at the time there were people that we knew that got interrogated um on their way to the u.s so like when certain things started happening in the u.s uh, end of last year this year and it was kind of just seeing a breakdown of this um sort of mythological nation that they've been trying to push right <laughs> it's just been this propaganda of like we're the best country on earth and blah blah and you know seeing that breakdown in real time for lack mm-hmm. of a better term guys i don't mean to sound like a extremist here it was wonderful it was wonderful you know because teddy when you say that the united states is a beautiful place visually of course it is a gorgeous place you know Mm. Um, amazing massive country you know you know none of us can take that away from them but also it is stolen land it's not even land that they just came and lived on normally it was stolen systematically so i can't help but think that you know the, the nation is sort of reckoning with the things that they've done but also because there's so much suffering in their country right now, specifically people in their own country waking up and being like, oh, our country is shit because now when this mm-hmm. pandemic is like disseminate, you know, d- decimating us, um, they're not, our government, whatever, is not only doing nothing for us, they're doing less than nothing for us. You know, they're actively watching us die. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that was like, that was a great thing, you know? wake the fuck up you know you guys as, as a people are the ones allowing the nation to move mad like this because they've been spreading all this propaganda and seeing all of this negative american news on my timeline has really just been like yeah this is depressing as shit but on the other hand it is millions of miles away it is mm-hmm. one of, of our most immediate concern and we have our own elections and our own presidents and our own uh, government people to deal with mm-hmm. um and i was like i want more of that rather than this if i'm willing to be saddened by news i want to be saddened by news from countries closer Ooh. to me and my own country and the countries that i have adopted with that um mm-hmm. i know we talked about our hopes for 2021 um but I want to ask, what is one bad, what is something bad that happened in 2020 um, that you're just going to leave behind? Like whether it be a habit or a belief or whatever, just like a one liner from both of you. What is the one habit in 2020 that you're leaving behind for this year? Oh, my God. I already have one. Um, Never listening to Russell Brand again. (laughs) (laughs) What? 
my what? god Excellent. um Excellent. after you really sit with him like really yeah. sit and listen you realize he can make a cult like seriously yeah. and if you go further into um his presence online like these people are culting like he has a little <laughs> a hint of a cult little thing going on like i honestly think that he can he can push his um proto science or whatever how do you say it yeah and um spirituality <laughs> somewhere that's else that's how it starts that's how I it starts think... you just have to be slightly alternative yeah, yeah that yeah. is no, so true so... plus visually he is sticking to the cult look right now you he know is. Yeah. Long, there was jesus hair. there was jared leto <laughs> exactly i mean it's a lineage of white long-haired men okay jesus wasn't exactly. white but, jesus wasn't white. but no uh, what about you um, Rafa? yeah oh what are you leaving um, for this year I don't know. Um, I'm going to tell you mine while you yeah. wait. Yes, you um, go first. I'm leaving a lot of white YouTube content. I am actively looking for African black content to like flood my YouTube page. Um, mostly because this is really, I know it's really dumb, but I was, um, I was on TikTok yesterday and they were uh, attaching... Uh, social media sites to star signs and I was just waiting for Libra and they said YouTube and I was like yes I spend 80% of my time on YouTube and um, (laughs) that is true yeah and I'm like I'm leaving white narratives a lot of like narratives that aren't real for me that I consume quite a bit I'm leaving that in 2020 and I'm bringing some Mm. black content up in this (laughs) beach um uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Okay. Uh, off the top of my mind, something I've kind of decided today mm-hmm. is um, what I did a lot of last year. And like this was kind of like a reaction to 2019 where I took mm. up a lot of gigs that I did not want to do that didn't pay me enough. Mm. And then I kind of mm. like forced myself to work through them because like mm. I'd already agreed to do them. And like you ever worked and cried at the same time? It's the worst thing Ooh, ever. Yeah. So I told myself that, okay, I will not take gigs that are not, if I, that I feel are not worth my time. Mm-hmm. But then what I noticed last year is I turned down a lot of gigs that I wanted to do regardless, like just mm-hmm. passive projects mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, you don't have enough money to pay me, but this is interesting enough that I want to actively do this. And mm-hmm. now that I'm in a position, I think I'm just a little bit more secure like mm-hmm. financially, I can now pick up I can now kind of pick up these projects that I kind of let slip through my fingers because I just mm-hmm. hadn't yeah. organized myself well enough so like a lot of things that I let slip last year was like I don't want to do any more architectural gigs and this year I'm hoping to pick up a couple and even if they don't pay enough I think art for art's sake just feeding putting that yeah. back into my system as opposed to like constantly thinking how much am I earning all these mm, like serious yeah. things so yeah, yeah. that's and maybe what I'm, like, I'm really happy you're coming into your own you know and the fact that you're calling your artist yourself an artist more consistently now yeah. is wonderful oh, mm. thank you. Um, and i'm really happy for you and oh, i you, would Bruce. like to give you the advice the as journey. you go in this arafa is like mm-hmm. not to place your work like 
being equal to the money that you make like don't don't i don't know like something i i saw myself doing a lot was the value of my work is dependent on the money that i make from that work and that's not how it should that's be that's not how it should it's, be. Okay. it should just be that your your work is brilliant it's a gem it's even more than the money that you make it, it matters even more than money so um oh, okay. yeah. Okay. yeah thank you thank you for that Shifting advice our, uh, <laughs> definition of value. well with that i think we can wrap up this segment thanks everyone for the great conversation and please stay for the final segment where we'll share our creative shout outs Well, welcome to the last segment. We're going to introduce you to some artists that we love. Um, Arafa, do you have one for us? Yes. Um, so today, I don't know if I've already shouted her out, but I want to shout out an awesome artist called Kyle Malanda. Um, mm-hmm. She is from Malawi. I think she's currently based in the U.S., but she creates. I w- I worked with her at a residency once, and she creates these beautiful. Like initially, she started as a photographer, like a fine arts photographer, um, mm-hmm. and started merging um, collage and set design in her work. And mm-hmm. now she's moving more into the digital space. So. If you follow her Instagram, mm-hmm. that is, uh, it's her name. Um, what is it? It's at Kwa Malanda on Instagram. I'll put it in the bio, of course. Um, you'll see like some of her work. It's now evolved into more digital collage, obviously, but into 3D spaces as well. She has a couple of Instagram filters that address um, bo- uh, body gender dysphoria and like nudity and safe space, creating safe spaces online. Mm-hmm. Um, she re- she's currently curating a project with another brilliant artist called Kwasi, Kwasi Darko. Um, mm-hmm. you'll see them linked together on her profile and she's actually currently exhibiting online with me um, on the ICE, wait, wait, it's called the Institute of Creative Art Fellowship we've got a website and we're currently we've got some work up I would also like you guys to see some of my work but she's also exhibiting a project there and her and Kwasi currently have an online exhibition called Physical Chaos and Digital Calm that you can also view online so this is like another cool aspect of 2020 all these digital exhibitions that you can look at finally having access to international artwork from literally anywhere you are um, on your phone on your computer so i would encourage all of you guys to go look at that i'll put all the links in the bio yeah wonderful wonderful that was really wonderful a lot of information about that unfortunately i don't have as much information about my pick of the episode but i've i've loved this girl's work for about a year now um she is uh so basically i think she takes uh pictures um she's a photographer and then she re-edits those uh pictures into these like really futuristic beautiful landscape type of like images and mostly it's just like buildings and what she does is you know um she takes the sky and she makes it look very like 
it's almost like anime meets doomsday if it mm-hmm. makes sense but like also in a very calming way so recently um she released uh some of her artwork on um merchandise so she does bags now do the cute little black black bags with her images her name is uh sulego um she goes by another at on uh instagram that i do not want to butcher but we'll put it in the in the description mm-hmm. as always um so yeah she's gorgeous gorgeous pictures Ama- like it's just you know every now and then i'm thinking like i've been watching videos of people editing on like um photoshop and whatnot and while the process looks like it could be easy ish i think it's oftentimes I find like from my work in particular, I find it really hard to have a consistent theme. When I look at this girl's page, she has this amazing theme that she continues, you know, she makes it look very, I don't know, nostalgic. Is that the Mm -hmm. word? Um, And like, she edits them so gorgeously, very odd. And um, she has this really consistent theme on her, on her Instagram page. I just go there to like calm down every now and then. Yeah, we'll be sharing them all in the description. So those are our artists yeah. of the week. All right. Um, so thank you all for tuning in this week. Um, I think we had an awesome discussion, like generally. Um, and I hope yeah. through us, you can launch yourself. I'm sure you, everyone has already launched themselves into this year. We're just late. Um, <laughs> uh, but i don't think so people are still wishing me happy i still new year. wish people happy new year i will continue yeah. to wish people happy new year until like until march February, <laughs> yeah exactly um so happy Fair. new year listeners and i hope you have a great rest of your week guys um chai podcast tuning tuning out how did we used to say goodbye bye, bye. I just oh, bye. <laughs>